Hello everyone, it is great to be with you again. Uh, whether you're in a New Hope campus location at Warwick, Toowoomba or Crow's Nest, uh, some friends who've been dropping in from around the nation, you might be in a far-flung place like Weeper or Cooktown, uh, right through to cities like Sydney. Uh, and also we've had a lot of our international friends with us online too, and it's just so great to have you with us, whether you're in the Philippines or the United States, uh, in Sri Lanka. We're thinking of you guys, uh, certainly at this time. And I guess we are all experiencing, no matter where we are, uh, we have this collective experience at the moment. Uh, many, many of us are shut down. Uh, many of us are, you know, are practicing social distancing measures, etc. Uh, though, even though we're socially distanced, we're still very, very much connected through the internet. And I guess that's been one positive thing that you could find in this whole current season. Uh, in recent weeks, I've been speaking about how words impact us and how our feelings, how we can manage them. And uh, today I wanted to bring in another topic that I think will be helpful for us managing ourselves in these moments that we find ourselves. I want to talk to us about attitude today. And attitude is always critical. I mean, any time in life is a good time to be aware of our attitude and determine to hold an excellent one. I think uh, in the current circumstances, our attitudes are being tested. Uh, that's for sure. And so now is a great time to talk about it because over the years, I have, um, I've recognized it as being such a key thing. Uh, some of us would be aware of it. I think often we're not aware of our own attitudes and by attitude, just to define it, what I mean is literally our outlook or our mindset, uh, the way we choose to view things. Uh, I think in friendships, you know, attitudes either make friendships a wonderful thing or they can make them a less than positive thing when someone gets a bad attitude in a friendship. If I think about uh, the workplace over the years, I think the number one thing I've seen bosses want from their employees is a great attitude. At times, it even surpasses skill levels. Uh, but to hold a great attitude always makes someone an asset. Uh, in church life, uh, you know, a, a bad attitude can become like a wildfire that spreads through the place. Uh, whereas great attitudes, when people hold a great attitude, it lifts everyone and it tends to empower everything. You know, when I think of our most critical of relationships like marriage, wow, you know, many years of assisting couples and marriage counseling certainly taught me that any marriage is basically simply at the mercy of two things two people's attitudes. And so attitude is absolutely critical in every arena of life. Just to characterize attitude for us to begin getting a handle on it, uh, here's some things that I believe about attitude. I think attitude is either our best friend or our worst enemy. The, the attitude that we carry and uh, it's a little bit like habits. You know, habits can either be a, a, a wonderful servant or a terrible master. And I think attitude fits in that same category. It is a, it is a wonderful thing to have serving you. It is a terrible thing to have to serve your own poor attitude. Uh, another thing about attitude is that attitude shapes your personality. Uh, you are what your attitude is. And even though, you know, many of us spend time in front of the mirror, 
uh, preparing ourselves and trying to present a particular image of who we are, the fact is that people see way beyond what we look like on the outside and the most lasting impression that we leave as a person is simply the attitude that someone encountered. So attitude shapes your personality. Attitude affects spirituality, you know, particularly in this whole area of faith. And I've noticed it over the years. It is why uh, you will find some people can believe all the right things, but still have a stinky life, still not be someone you'd want to hang around with. And that can be confusing. And it certainly has confused our world. Sometimes it is what a unbelieving world finds simply unbelievable is that people who say they profess the right things actually have a particular outlook on life that's less than attractive. Uh, attitude is also the filter through which we see all of life. You know, uh, this is an interesting thought, but we don't see with our eyes. We see through our eyes and our eyes allow information to pass to our brain. And the image that we actually see, the image that you see in front of you right now is not inside your eye. It is inside your brain. Your brain can only interpret the information that comes in. And in a, in a lot of ways, our attitude is exactly the same. Uh, if, when we've got a great attitude, it filters the way that we see things and we, the way that we interpret things and our experience of life, which I, I guess is my last thought on attitude uh, in characterizing it, is that attitude affects your whole experience of life. Our whole experience is affected by the attitude that we hold because it's all coming to us through our attitude. And so here's a couple of questions to get us thinking as we begin. What is your experience of your own attitude? And I ask that question very deliberately because I think often it's easy for us to see attitudes in others and we're very aware of the experience of other people's attitudes. We, 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 we feel them, whether they're, they're critical, whether they're uplifting, whether they're, they're, you know, they're, they're positive or whether they're negative. We experience that, but often we don't stop to check our own attitude. So what's your experience of your own attitude? And I, I just want us to start becoming aware of our own attitude. What sort of conversations, what sort of words have you been using? What sort of reactions uh, have, you, ha, have been coming out of you in this last little season of life? Because uh, I think that could be helpful for us to understand where we're at, because I want to talk to us about harnessing our attitude. And uh, often, you know, I'll talk to the church, I'll talk to you about really being aware of what we're thinking, our self-talk and our, our thought life, what we allow to pass through our mind. It's very, very helpful to, to know what you're thinking about and what you're focusing on. But when we're talking attitude, we're actually talking about how we think about what's passing through our mind. Again, the filter and the way that we process. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, in the New Living Translation, the Apostle Paul says this, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus has. You must have the same attitude. So it's a high calling and Pauling, Paul is calling uh, God's people up to think on this level. 
the New King James Version puts it a bit differently and, and it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And, and that whole thought of let this mind, it's like a, it's up to you. Will you allow yourself to think a little bit the way that Jesus thought, to see things the way Jesus saw them? But interestingly, the Greek word right there, phreneo, means to direct one's mind to a thing. In other words, to, to make it happen, to focus very intentionally this way. So Paul is actually saying, look, you've got to grab your mind and make it focus the way that God wants you to focus it. Focus it on things and see things the way Jesus saw them. Uh, I love this whole thought because Paul's actually saying it is possible to uh, adopt an attitude. You can adopt an attitude. You know, interestingly, over the years, I've seen people, they, they adopt a puppy, you know, and they bring the puppy home. And of course, puppy's cute and they post, post Facebook photos and everyone's ooing and ahhing and, and puppy's just so cute until puppy starts chewing your favorite pair of shoes and starts wetting on the carpet and starts howling at the moon in the middle of the night. And all of a sudden, you've got the hound from hell. This thing that came home so cute has unpacked as something very different. And, and I think people experience attitude in the same way at times. Sometimes we'll adopt an attitude just because it seems cute. And we take our cues from media. We take our cues from, you know, the prevailing peer attitude in people around us and don't realize some, some of those things are really negative and end up becoming a pain to our life. Uh, when I look at it with young people, you know, you'll see the, the, the young girl that's happy to be bratty and rolling the eyes and, and, uh, and really clicky with friends or the, the young guy that's too cool for school, uh, too cool to participate in stuff. And it starts out trying to be cute, but if that embeds itself, then a few short years later, they're actually battling the damage that those less than great attitudes brought to their life. You know, for the too cool for school actually turns into missed opportunities in life. And the, the bratty, clicky, um, I'm just going to be with my BFF ends up with a, maybe a, a young lady who is struggling to make deep relationships with other friends in life. And those things are really sad. And the, the Bible doesn't want us to end up there. Uh, Paul reinforces this whole thought again in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. And he says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, the way that you think, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And here, Paul's whole thought seems to be that our old lives are kind of like a dirty shirt. And we have the opportunity to, to take off that old dirty shirt and put on a new, clean, fresh shirt. Our old life, our old thinking, our old attitudes, take them off and replace them with something brand new, something that is far more Christ-like, being able to think and see things the way that Jesus does. You know, I honestly think that one of the greatest lies we're ever tempted to embrace is the fact that we can't change our attitude. 
that our attitude is externally controlled by our circumstances or by other people. Right here, the word of God tells us, no, you can do it. You've been taught. This is what you're expected to do. Change the way you see things. Change the way you process things and the, the way that you think, not just what you think. So I love this. I think it's liberating because if you are not able to, if you are at the mercy of external circumstances, then you're, you're doomed to a life out of control. You're, you're captive. And I don't believe that's the case. And that's great news, especially when being captive to your attitudes and to the way that you think. If that leads to depression and that leads to negativity and broken relationships, that is a terrible way to live. And yet Paul is saying here, hey, no, we're not trapped by that. You can put that old stuff off. You can learn to think differently. You can renew your mind and you can actually see things the way that Jesus does. And, you know, Paul, of all people, was really well qualified to teach on that. He was a Pharisee before he came to Christ. And so he was a very narrow, critical, legalistic, judgmental, religious kind of a person. And Jesus set him free from all of it. Here's some practical keys to changing. I hope I've convinced you that attitudes are key and we need to be aware of it, need to be prepared to change it. Here's some keys to help us. The first thing is you've got to want to. You know, there's no such thing as changing your attitude like this. Ah, oh, I'll change it if I have to. That in itself is a bad attitude. So we've got to want to, you've got to really, I guess it's got to resonate in you and this desire, I want life to be different and I want to see life differently. Yes, even in the middle of difficult circumstances. The second key is stop blaming your circumstances for your attitude. Remember, if you blame the external, then you are powerless. And that's a terrible way to live. Uh, stop blaming external circumstances. And third key, stop blaming others. Stop blaming people. You know, we cannot stop what happens to us, but we can always choose how we respond to what happens to us. The fourth key is recognize 100% is the key. 100%. There's no such thing as a 70% great attitude. The people that stand out to us with a great attitude, they stand out to us because they nail it all the time. They are determined to work on their attitude, which is my next point. The key is you must work on attitude consistently. Uh, I've heard it said that attitudes like dairy cows, they have to be milked every day. You know, the farmer doesn't just milk the cows and say, well, they'll be fine for another week. Uh, as a matter of fact, he milks them in the morning and later that day, he gets all the cattle back in and he milks them again. And our attitude's the same. If we want to get the most out of it and we want to develop a great attitude, then we have to work on it consistently. But here's the really good news. Anyone can develop a great attitude. You know, the fact is we are not all the most talented, or gifted people. I, I will never play NRL football. Um, but the, the beauty is attitude isn't about gift or talent. Attitude is within every one of our, every one of us, our reach. We're all able to work on our attitude and develop a great attitude to put off all ways of thinking and begin to see things the way Jesus does. 
Here's a few more practical keys. First one is tame your tongue. Tame your tongue. And by that, I mean speak the right words, yes, but speak the right words rightly. You know, for any of us who've had little children, uh, we'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. I remember my own kids and, and saying at one point to my young son, uh, mate, say sorry to your sister. And he turned around and went, sorry. And straight away as parents, you know that doesn't cut it. He's not getting it. He might be saying the right things, but the attitude hasn't shifted. And so when we go to speak, we need to not only speak the right things, but say them in the right spirit with the right attitude. As a matter of fact, in the, in the Bible, James says that if a man can control his tongue, he can control his whole body. That's an amazing, amazing promise of Scripture. Uh, the second thing I'd encourage you to do as a very practical thing you can do is filter your friends. Now, I know that we, we're doing that now because we have to. We're practicing um, you know, social distancing, etc. But we're still hearing lots of things. We're still having lots of conversations. We're still connecting with people, which is really, really good. And we need to understand that people's attitudes will affect us. I guess in the same way, like this virus, it, um, it's catching, it's infectious, and so are attitudes. So you've really got to be careful to filter that. The third key that I'd give you something practical to do is begin acting out in positive ways. Begin to act out. Now, we know that term. It's received probably a lot of bad press, that term. Generally, it's used in the negative. I want to use it in the positive. Begin acting out in positive ways. You want change? Change your face. You know, if you are used to being an angry person or a frustrated person or a rejected person and you like that to show on your face so people know where you're coming from, well, change that. Take off that old attitude, that old behavior. Take it off like a dirty shirt, throw it in the bin and put something new and fresh on. Start acting the way you want life to be. And the last thing, last practical key is determine to be easily impressed. Determine to be easily impressed. Change your default posture from impress me to man, almost anything impresses me. And when we lean forward in life like that, it actually changes our attitude on the outside. You know, right now, my um, I, I see parents do this. My granddaughter is about to turn one and she's taking her very first steps. And when I look at those first faltering steps, everyone who's looking on, her parents and her grandparents, we're all cheering her on. Yay, that is so great. We're getting excited about even the simplest step. Well, I want to encourage you to treat your attitude the same way by determining to be easily impressed. What you're doing, you're helping your attitude transform by finding wins in everything. Cool. Well, here's some questions I'd like to ask us to help us wrap up, to help us apply this to our lives. First question is, can you recognize how your attitude comes through your words? When you speak, can you hear your attitude in it? And I encourage you to become familiar with your attitude when you hear yourself speak. Uh, the question that follows on from that is, are you happy with the way it sounds? If you start to measure your attitude with your words, are you happy 
with how your attitude sounds. Another question is, are people that, that we let in our world or are people that I let in my world influencing my attitude for better or for worse? We've got to uh, really think about putting filters on our life that empower our attitude, not pull it down. And the last question is, if people's strongest impression of you comes from your attitude, are you happy with the image that they see? I think they're all great questions for us to ask ourselves. And obviously we'll be online, uh, we'll be in the, in the comments and interacting. And, um, and let's have a bit of a discussion about that. Let's hang out in the cafe, catch up with one another after the service. I want to pray for you in a moment, but, but I just want to finish with this thought. And that is, ironically, attitude, as I said, is like this virus. It's infectious. And uh, we can choose what we infect people with. When it comes to our attitude, are we going to bring a great attitude that lifts and empowers people? Or, or are we just going to continue in our old ways and ho-hum and if we've tended to be a negative person in the past, continue being one and, uh, and infect people like that? Or are we going to determine no matter what room we walk into or no matter what space we inhabit on a screen, we're going to bring life, we're going to bring peace, we're going to bring joy, we're going to bring hopeful expectation of good at some point in our future. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for everyone uh, who's under the sound of my voice right now. Father, I thank you for uh, helping us be aware of who we are. Help us become self-aware, particularly in this area of attitude. Help us to harness our attitudes in a way that serves us well. Uh, help us harness our attitudes in a way that serves others well and brings life wherever we go. In Jesus' name, I pray for that grace upon us. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for being with us today.